he loves celebrity gossip. The only thing that would make this any better is some hot goss. So many beverages. I have six. I have five beverages here. I have I have this, an iced coffee, two San Pellegrines. Now I'm a sponsor. Sponsor us. Uh, an iced coffee and my water bottle. I have 85 beverages on the go. I'm going to pee seven times. And I'm not even going to leave the seat, guys. Welcome back to Sauce Guys. I'm going to pee my <laughs> pants right here to keep this episode consistent with no edits for me. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. Um, I'm definitely going to try to hold my pee. I've only gotten one iced coffee beside me, but those go right through me. I'm pissing like a racehorse whenever I have one. And I make the mistake every single time I get in the car. And, you know, you got to get bevies before you drive anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Um, That's a rule. (laughs) If I'm going in a car ride for longer than across town... I got to get a bevy, you know? Yeah. If you're, if you're going to be in your car longer than I would say like 15 minutes, yeah, you got to have something with Absolutely. you. Thank you. Yeah. So what's so, the mistake you make? Well, I, I usually get an iced coffee and then I have to <laughs> pee immediately upon arrival everywhere we go. It's, are you I, one of those, are you one of those people like on road trips that, uh, that like has to pull over every half hour to pee? No, not even. I, Cause really? I usually plan for that. Like I, I, and you're muted. You've muted yourself by punching the microphone. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't believe it took so long for that to happen. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very expressive. I'm like an Italian. I just talk with my hands a lot. So I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, too, because I'm definitely flailing fantastic. all the time. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and having said that, that's another reason why you guys listening, San Pellegrino should sponsor the pod. Fiona's feeling Italian. Your drink's Italian. And it's refreshing and, and lovely. It's a win-win. Sponsor a San Pellegrino. Anyway, uh, I, I agree. I, my girlfriend is one of those people that has to pee every 30 to 40 minutes. There's a rough threshold there. And it's um, it's cumbersome on on um, on journeys anywhere. She just walked by and gave me a look. And, it's, and like she smiles because she knows. Knows. she has the like worst bladder constitution of all time but that's neither here nor there is it um i remember one time quickly i feel like i've told this on the pod last year i i can't remember where i was coming back from i feel like it was when i was interning for a, a production company in toronto and uh, i would work until 2 a.m on weekends back when I was working seven days a week sacrifices and uh yeah man I was driving home and I had a coffee at like midnight to get through the last of my captioning and I was still a good 40 minutes from home and I was crying I had to pee so bad like it it was awful um and it was a good solid three minute standing pee like it was (laughs) an intense pee but moving on from one puddle to another, uh, let's talk about celebrities, shall we? Gossip is the devil's telephone. Best to just hang up. Okay. Um, yeah, celebrities are puddles, I guess. Of... I don't know. <laughs> this is a bad Joy. analogy by me, but here we are. <laughs> well, Who are we'll we pissing on something. today? Not 
not pissed off to start. Uh, something fun and light to kick us off. Um, our um, one and only Mr. Dan Levy um, was part of this uh, couple's kind of wedding ceremony uh, virtually um, because they were getting married at the Schitt's Creek Hotel. So he recorded a message like congratulating them because, yeah, they got... They got married at the motel. They had because this is, you know, in Ontario. This is during like lockdown. Their wedding was postponed like again and again, like it's over a year after their initial uh, wedding date. So they just had like ten people like spaced out in the parking lot and like people watched online. And yeah, they got to see Dan Levy give them a little uh, congratulations. It was really cute. That's fantastic. I I mean, I've said numerous times I love Dan. I love Shit's Creek and good for those people. That's that's going to be something that sticks with them for the rest of their lives. So good for Dan for doing that. Yeah. Well done, Dan. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And thank you to your television mother for introing our segment as always. <laughs> Moira <Perfect>. rips. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And um now flipping the coin to um we're at marriage and now we're at divorce. <laughs> Mr. Bill and Melinda Gates untying the knot <laughs> yeah what the, this was this this is arguably like the biggest like news piece in the world outside of you know unfortunate things that continue to happen health-wise worldwide right uh yeah, but we're not here to panini talk about press yeah the global panine we're not here to talk about that we're all in the press aren't we getting scalded um it's um it's wild, eh? And like he, because uh, I know when Bezos, uh, who definitely has a talking butt in the back of his head, um, when he split with his wife, I think it said that it said that he lost like two hundred and seven billion or something, but he gained it all back. And it's the same type of thing with Bill Gates. I think it was like ninety eight billion or something, but he'll make it all back, and or he's made that back already during the pandemic. Um, it's just like, all, all right. I, it, it is kind of shocking though. Did I read somewhere too that he, he didn't have a prenup? Yeah, there's no prenup. Oh my God, man. I, Hey, good for her, man. Take him to the cleaners. And, and you know what? I, I don't know. I've read that that's not even the case that it's like a very amicable split. That was, I was just going to say, it seems amicable. Like, I don't think that's going to be too big of an issue. Like, I don't think they're going to find about things. It's just kind of one of those, um, things now more, more and more older couples are getting divorced nowadays because they're financially secure enough to be able to do it. They can, they realize this is just the, an article I read about marriage therapists explaining why they, they might be getting a divorce. And yeah, so like they're financially secured. They, there's new opportunities that they want to do separately. Um, empty nesters, nothing holding them together. So it's just, yeah, it seems like it's time for them to go their separate ways. And fine. And, and like to her credit, Melinda Gates, like she's done a bunch of philanthropic work on her own and will take, I'm sure, a, a large majority of that fortune she's inheriting to a degree and uh, and do good stuff with it. And I think like, you know, they both pledged years ago to like give a bunch of their wealth away when they die Mm-hmm. um to help the world i mean you know i'll believe it when i see it yeah but, i mean nothing's stopping know. them from doing that before they die but <laughs> yeah i mean hey i and like i know they have done good stuff and yeah. like i'm not gonna shit on them like you know hey in the society we live in you're allowed to make that much money i guess it, i mean it would be nice if 
you know, <laughs> tax laws would kick in and maybe uh, help share the load and maybe not make, you know, people that pay that that earn fucking seven dollars to flip burgers at McDonald's be responsible for paying all the taxes to fix the fucking roads. But uh, hey, you know, uh, this isn't a political podcast and I, I don't fucking care. So, I mean, we'll all keep fixing the roads, Bill. Thank you for the computers and the dog shit software. Go PlayStation. Anyway, um, I actually had somebody like message me that I'm friends with that, uh, uh, you know, jokingly but somewhat seriously was like, "Will how much of an effect do you think this will have on Xbox? And I just went, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought too, friend. Um, no, nah, it's funny, but yeah, Hey, uh, in, in two of the most insanely rich people that ever existed got divorced. And I mean, I, yeah, it's amicable. And I mean, I, I it couldn't sucks that drive. It's amicable to be honest. I would love to be like, Oh my God, Bill's getting it. Like doing the nasty with all of his computer <laughs> ladies. Like some, something crazy happened with his yeah, computer you know. <laughs> ladies. You sound like a 75 year old, like breaking it down. Like your grandma's sharing the news with you. Oh, <laughs> Billy Gates was doing the flim flam with the computer girls. Oh my God. That's so funny. You know what I did think though, when I saw the, uh, the initial tweet I saw about them breaking up and, and like, this is bad, but come on, we all thought it guys. The first thing I thought of, and I'll pose the question to you, how young is Bill Gates new girlfriend going to be? Do you think? Oh my God. And by that, I mean, how much younger than him? Like uh, is, are any of us going to be shocked in, uh, I don't know, six months when he's rocking up on a beach that he owns in Cancun with some 22-year-old rocket. What's that girl's name? The model who's always in the press all the time, Gigi Hadid or whatever her name is. Yeah. That's Isn't who she Bill Gates Zane Malik or is that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't okay. matter. Because Zane Zane Malik has Bill Gates money, right? And I'm not accusing well, that I mean, young lady of only caring about money. She has plenty of money yeah. herself. But that's what what the first thing I thought of. I was like, Bill's gonna be on a beach somewhere I for sure not. with his old ribs his, hanging out. We can see all of his ribs and kids, and their well, kids' yeah, ages kids. range from 18 to 25. So my only request of mr bill gates who's obviously listening to this podcast is yeah, that because he controls the internet yeah find a lady who is older than your oldest child 26 years old is as young as you can go <laughs> and he will tomorrow take your advice because we know you're listening bill and you're free to do this um, cause you could pay to make me disappear right now with a laser beam. Um, he will be dating his 25 year old daughter's 26 year old best friend next week. <laughs> Promise. And, and Melinda, while I have your ear as well, um, honestly <laughs> go yeah. for, go for Jeff Bezos. Like, why not see how many you can get? You know, girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> she can't go for butthead Jeff. It, she's go gotta them all. No, she's got to, like, be with Harry Styles or something. <laughs> Kate just yelled from the other room, Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tate, yum. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, good for the Gateses. Uh, or one now former Gateses. 
Um, and enjoy the cash, guys. Um, this didn't change my life at all. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't. I'll say. I'll say this. When I when I read that Billy and Melinda were splitting up, I couldn't dry my tears fast enough, guys. Um, it's a sad day right. for. It's like that South Park thing. Where every time they go to Canada, it's it's a sad day for Canada and their father world. That's that's what this is. <laughs> All right. Well, if that didn't change your life, then we'll move on to something even more life changing. And that's oh. um, Miss Billie Eilish um, mm. breaking the Internet kind of with her um, British Vogue uh, magazine cover. Because as we all know, if you haven't seen it already, um, well, she she started getting famous as like 15-ish, 14-15 is when like her songwriting yeah. started taking off. Absolutely. So since then she's been dressing in overtly like baggy clothes and has gone on record like saying she just doesn't want to get sexualized. She's still a minor. She doesn't want people judging her body you know, and everything that a woman has to go through. So and now she's 19. Now she has a form-fitting outfit on in this um, Vogue magazine cover and some people are upset about it. <laughs> And I don't like it's like you preach body positivity and then suddenly a woman is being positive about her body. And now it's how dare she, you know, I I think this is so dumb because, yeah, it's just the the body positive crowd out there are all they all cry when anybody, you know, rips on you know, Lizzo or somebody like that for being too big or something. And they go, Hey, don't say that. And like, for the record guys, uh, just in case there's any confusion, I don't give a shit what Lizzo looks like. I have a, a, a pro barrel dad gut and I'm not even a dad and I don't care. And I don't expect you to care, but they're not going to put me on Vogue magazine because I have a dad gut. Okay. I look like a walking bowling ball. And I really don't care because I like muffins. <laughs> well... So fuck you, right? But then if but then if you're gonna sit there and say that and go, oh, don't make fun of Ryan, assuming theoretically I'd ever be on Vogue magazine, which I wouldn't. But oh, don't make fun of Ryan because he looks like a bowling ball. And then this and then this girl who puts on an outfit, to be honest, that isn't even that provocative at all yeah you said it like it's form-fitting she looks like marilyn monroe with the blonde hair and everything which i'm mm -hmm. a fan of she looks cool with the blonde hair although you know i liked the green um and and turn around and go oh billy's i'm upset that billy's being slutty on the cover of the magazine and that's a direct quote i've seen 10,000 tweets about that oh i'm really upset that billy eilish and and for people that are going Oh, well, when she was 17, she said she didn't want to show her body off. And now and now I'm mad because she's doing it at 19. Are you out of your fucking mind? And people like, don't realize how much, um, like, to basically quote Taylor Swift here, how much women artists have to change their look and style and, and sound over time to stay relevant uh, because people just get bored of them. So they have to keep changing and, and being what being able to be talked about by the public. And I understand um, uh, to the best of my ability to understand as a, as a male and a person that identifies as a male, 
um, where she's coming from. And that is also to kind of say, I don't understand because I identify as a male. I don't know what that's fucking like. And I don't know what it's like to have people oogling over my body all the time and ignoring the main purpose of my existence that I chose, which is to make art in this case, music. Um, and I'm sure that that's very annoying. I personally feel that Billie Eilish is arguably the most talented female artist I've seen since Adele. Um, and, and no one cares about fucking, uh, 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 you know, Adele and that she was a bit of a bigger girl and whatever. And good for her. She lost some weight over the years or whatever. And then she had a kid and she's disappeared for a while and, and good for her. She's entitled to do that. But to, to, you know, say that and, and take her side there and then turn around and shit on, on Billie Eilish. Like she's so talented. And I personally believe that if she chose to wear baggy sweaters and never let anybody know what the rest of her body looked like for the rest of her life. She would still be relevant, at least within, you know, my circle fraternity of, of music snobs, because I adore her music. I I love her voice. She's one of my favorite artists that's come out over the last couple of years. Um, I love her. I love her stuff, man. I bought her her album on special edition vinyl uh, when we all fall asleep. Like she's an immaculately talented human being. Um, but at the same time, I don't give a flying fuck that she went on some British tabloid magazine and put on a tight skirt and corset thing. I don't know. I just refer to it as a Marilyn Monroe outfit, probably because of her curly blonde hair or whatever. But like, I don't give a shit that she looks like Marilyn Monroe in 1940 on the cover of Vogue magazine. Like, I don't give a shit. And for everybody that's like, well, when she was 17, she said that she wanted to wear baggy clothes and not look like Britney Spears or, or whatever the fuck. And now at 19, she's she's changed her mind and is okay showing her body off. Why the fuck do you care? Because, uh, oh, you kept every promise or, or lived by every statement that you said when you were 17? When I was 17 years old, I didn't want to cut my hair or shower. I wanted to be a lazy, greasy pig. Like, you know, I'm sure you're not doing or living your life the same way you were when you were 17. When I was 17, I used to drink like six Red Bulls a day and fucking <laughs> run around and, and act like an idiot with my friends. I don't do that anymore. Like, what the hell? Like, to hold her to some standard that she herself set when she was 17. Well, she's 19 now and she changed her fucking mm -hmm. mind. And, and isn't it probably a good thing too? quickly here? Because I know you want to cut in. Isn't it a good thing maybe that she has maybe found the confidence to share how she looks with people? Not that that's a necessity to be a successful singer. And again, I'd be a huge fan of her, whether she wore fucking sweaters all... I don't even care if I never saw her face. Like, who's that girl that hides her face all the time? Sia or whatever? Like. Oh, yeah. I don't care if I never saw Billie Eilish's face for the rest of my life. I'm a lifelong fan. I love her music. But she's doing this now, and I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And the people that do, it's like, how self-entitled must you think, like, must you be to think that your opinion about how a woman dresses has any kind of impact on how she's going to dress in the future? She doesn't care about what little Billy over there has to say about what she's wearing. <laughs> it doesn't matter because 
yeah, it's just like your opinion <laughs> just doesn't matter. Women are gonna wear what they want. It, I, I like, I don't know. It, it's a picture on a fancy magazine. Like, is it any different than you taking a dumb picture for your Facebook profile on Halloween when you dress up in a goofy outfit? All these slutty cat costumes every fucking year. Like, what? What is the difference? But the the difference is that no one fucking criticizes you for wearing baggy sweaters all year and then on Halloween dressing like a slutty nurse, Karen. You know, like it's just so stupid. You don't have to deal with that kind of criticism because you're not successful or mean anything to anybody, Karen. So, like, you know, and, and for everybody named Karen out there, shut up. Just let I think it they're pass. Used to it now. No, and I'm not saying <laughs> this to anyone specific. I feel like people that listen to the podcast sometimes are like, he must be directing that at someone named Karen that he knows. No, it was the first name that came to mind. If you want me to fucking Caroline, I don't even know anybody named Caroline. So there you go. Weird, wacky um, sweet name. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. But no one knows her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, good times never felt so good. Um. Yeah, man, I don't give a flying fuck that Billie Eilish was wearing a fancy corset with diamonds on Vogue magazine. And if you if you do, and even worse at a whole other level, if you care enough that you don't want to be a fan and listen to her music anymore and buy her new album whenever it comes out in June or whatever, fuck you. Honestly, mm-hmm. fuck you. You are a moron loser. If like if the if the littlest thing that triggers you to hate somebody and abandon them as a as a fan is that they went on a fancy magazine, people still like the Kardashians. And Kim was naked showing her NASCAR tire filled ass on a thing, dumping milk on it a couple years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. And now th- <laughs> and now you're upset about this. Oh, fuck you. Oh my god. Billie Eilish rips, and mm-hmm. everybody listening to this would want to be friends with her. So just shut up. God, yeah. she's more clout than any of us, and she makes her music in a closet with her brother, which is incredible because it's like the best-selling music anywhere over the last like two, three years. And now you're, and now you don't like her because she's not wearing emo sweaters with green hair. Oh, fucking. And her new single just came out, guys. So give that a listen. It's really good. <laughs> I yeah. forget what it's what it's called. Well, there's she's she's put a couple of we'll save that yeah. for later. We'll save, save that, that for, for later. later. Perfect. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it, I don't know. That's so stupid. What else? All right, yeah, we'll we'll be wrapping up our celeb content with um a little story that I came across on TikTok that actually made um more like real news sites, which is fun. Um, this girl, have you heard of the um the dating app for like celebrities and like hot people like Raya? <laughs> dating app for hot people no yeah, well, i that's haven't what it, like there's celebrities celebrities no, and like i don't know what this is people good enough to date celebrities so <laughs> <Okay>. i have <laughs> i can i ask you something like without knowing if you have the answers like can just regular scum like me download this app like what yeah, it... i have no clue i think and like right. it's, i think it's mainly in america so like okay I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not aware of this, so continue. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a there's a dating app called um, Raya, and there is this um, girl who I guess matched with um, Ben Affleck, and but she was like, "There's no way this is the real Ben Affleck. Like, this is a catfish. I'm gonna unmatch him." So then 
it was the real Ben Affleck who sent her a DM on Instagram, a video saying like, hey, why'd you unmatch me? Like, I'm me. <laughs> if you want to like, talk sometime. So she asked that video. She put that on TikTok. And um, there's no comment about like if anything's going to happen. But how crazy is it that you unmatch with Ben Affleck because you think it can't be true. And then he like tracks you down to be like, nope, that was me. You unmatched. I isn't Ben Affleck married? Still? No, recently. No, they're sep- separated at the very least. I think they're fully divorced. Him and him and Jay Garner. They're yeah. they're not together anymore. They're not together. But they oh, did okay. recently meet up. But it's confirmed they're going ahead. Um, just as friends. Oh. So yeah, okay. he's not married. But he okay. does have um a couple of, of kids. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about any of that. I don't give a fuck about your kids. Um, oh, that makes you special, Ben. Anyway, um, I like Ben Affleck, by the way. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't have been my choice for Batman, though. Anyway, uh, that's pretty funny. Like, and 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 cool. That's a cool story for that um, young lass. Uh, the guy from Goodwill Hunting likes uh, likes her on Raya. Is that what you said? It's called mm-hmm. Neat. That's cool. Good for her. You know, now when she matches up with like, you know, Captain America or something, if him and Lizzo aren't an item next week, she'll (laughs) believe it's him. And then she will get catfished. That's the unfortunate (laughs) reality of life. (laughs) Fool me once. As George W. Bush once said, fool me, fool me once. Shame on, shame on, shame on me. Fool. uh, and, and, and And we don't get fooled again. You've clearly never heard that sound clip. I thought you were dying. No, no. I was literally doing like a full scale 10 out of 10 impression of George Bush. I was worried George for Bush. you, and then I was worried for me. Like, am I hearing things correctly? Yeah, Is I'm... this happening? Am I yeah. lagging in real life? No, I, I, I wasn't stroking out there. That was George Bush. <laughs> Look that clip up when we're done. George Bush, when he was president, got like ripped on all the time for, you know, Obviously not being the most well-read dude. And he had all kinds of, like, botched quotes. And he, I'm pretty sure this was, like, at after he became president. Um, he was at some rally. It was in Tennessee. And he's like, we have, uh, I know there's a great saying here in Tennessee. And uh, we say it back in Texas as well, which is odd because the Bush family isn't even from Texas. They're from Maine, I'm pretty sure. But he's like... Uh, and then he started to try and say the saying, which most of us know is fool me once, shame on shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And he tried to say it and he just <laughs> he just shut off his Bill Gates Windows subscription computer shut off halfway through and he got through the first bit. He was like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me a. Uh... And we uh, and we don't get fooled again. Like he turned it into the end of the <laughs> of uh, of the Who song. We don't get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. Look that up. It's an all-time great president clip. Before okay. that guy that came along that started screaming China all the time. That was like the That's funniest good. president clip ever. Fool me once. Shame on. Shame on, is it shame on you? Like, I swear to God, he was like 
desperate to turn to one of the president's aides and be like, help me out here, Greg. Is it shame on <laughs> me for the say. one time? Or is it shame on you for the one time and then we don't get fooled again? My excuse for Georgie is that I feel like right before he went up for that speech in Tennessee, he was listening to The Who and it screwed him <laughs> up and he couldn't get the song out of his head because it's a great song. Oh, poor George. China. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've been obsessed with saying that for like the whole week. I don't know. Kate and I were bandying about. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? Um, I'm turning into an old man, guys. And I'm going to be 30 this year. Fuck. And um, <laughs> we just started saying like that. Some, something about China came up and we just both started going, China, China. And we've just been walking around the apartment yelling that at each other. China. Um, it's so it's so stupid. Oh my what god! A guy. Lying Ted Cruz, lying Ted. You know, well, lying. Speaking Ted. of the guy who who we're quoting here, let's move on to our loser of the week. Yes, loser of the week. Absolutely. Are you excited for this? You you seem pumped. I <laughs> I don't know. Well, you should be. Get the audience excited here. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I'm okay. excited. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Man. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Our pet's heads are falling off! Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And it's loser of the week time, like Fee said. So, I mean, you seem very fired up here, so why don't you kick I'm us not, off? Not, I don't. Okay. So you know the Duggar family from 19 Kids and Counting? Oh my god, I already know what this is. <laughs> yes, Kate showed me this. Go ahead. Unbelievable. Okay, so the the oldest son, the oldest kid, Joshua. Um, <laughs> where Just did I go from Josh. here? Joshua. Uh, <laughs> um, has recently been arrested for um, a couple charges of child pornography. Um, now, this man is married and uh, has six kids and, yeah, seventh bun in the oven um, with his lovely wife and uh, has had previous, like, assault charges and, and fraud charges put against him. Did he not assault his own siblings sexually? Yeah, I, think, I think so. I think that Four was... Four of them, Kate just yelled. That's so gross. Yeah. And, um, oh my God. yeah, so he's really, yeah, so he has a lot of history with the law that i don't know why he hasn't already been put away but yeah some some child pornography charges and and his whole family is is, ba is like coming out saying like yeah just let the law do what it has to do like if these are true like we want like we want him to pay the price basically <laughs> and yeah. and like the whole yeah. family themselves is like i'm sorry i they're, they're screwed pretty up family messed eh? up. They and really like are. 10 seasons of like just bad parenting and no, no one needs 19 kids. No one. That's too many. That's too many. That's too many kids. I, I, and, and we've had conversations about this before, but I'm serious about this. If, if, if you have that many kids, like, I think that's maybe I'm alone here. I just think that's so fucking selfish. I think that's so incredibly selfish that you are s 
you have you feel within yourself no responsibility to stop spreading your seed so wide and take up more and more of the earth's fucking resources just so there's more critters running around with your last name that you just don't think that that's a problem 19 is like like yeah like no wonder he's so messed up like they never got attention or lessons or anything growing up and well and and i don't know (laughs) i'm not gonna speak to his parents parenting skills because i didn't watch the show because that's completely fucking uninteresting like oh their family's big neat why does that qualify them to be on tv are you listening kardashians um it's just like Oh, they have 19 kids. Yay. Like if that's the type of television show that draws your interest. Okay, then fine. Um, I'm going to watch Bugs Bunny. But yeah, it it's just maybe that's the problem. Maybe they didn't let them watch Bugs Bunny. But this is so heinous. And what's funny is Kate alerted me the night that it came out that like the story broke that um, I can't remember who it was like FBI or Homeland Security or, or somebody like came and got him at his house and like dragged him out or whatever. And at the time of, of that initial report, it wasn't clear what it was for. And I immediately said, guaranteed it's child porn for sure, for sure. Because he's such a creep because he sexually assaulted his own siblings, which sexually assaulting children. I'm sorry. This isn't even a funny part of the podcast is the most grotesquely disgusting crime I can think of on earth next to kicking a baby seal in the head, maybe or something. It is so grotesquely sick. And then to, to somehow let's remember to somehow be this guy. What's his name? Jake Duggar. Fuck him. His name's Jake. Now I changed his name. Yeah. Josh fuckhead. Um, To take, to somehow be able to take, sexually exploiting minors to another level by doing it while committing incest is unbelievable to me. I can't even wrap my head around it. And he he still somehow managed to be out on the loose, making his own family. And yeah, and he's like married to some poor girl and she's pregnant with another one of his kids and now has to live with this. Seven of his kids. Oh my God! That's like, what so did he do fun- to his own kids? Absolutely, absolutely. That's a valid. That's a valid question that deserves to be asked. He's not a lot to see this, them at the moment, at least. I I'm not going to pretend because I'm just some guy with a podcast, guys, and the podcast rips, and we love that you listen. But right now, I'm going to get serious. I'm just a guy with a podcast. I'm not going to pretend and neither should any of you, even though we love that you listen and I, and I know you love me and the the feelings mutual. I'm not going to pretend like I'm judge, jury and executioner on any subject on earth. I'm just here to spill tea and the hottest, most scalding tea should be spilled on people like Josh Duggar. And then they should be shot numerous times with a chain gun and have the little bitty pieces burned and buried under the prison. I'm sorry, man. Child people caught with child porn should be forced to put their fingers and other small digits into mouse traps repeatedly, and then be exploded on live television. I like. There's a fucking reality show I'll watch. Yeah. I don't give a shit about watching your 19 kids. Let's blow this guy up on national TV. That I'll watch. And I'll pay called, a 99 like, subscription. Desserts. 
and like just, the dynamite is in like a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, and then everybody eats cake after. Like yeah, the, and the, everybody eats cake. <laughs> and he and they and they let if if they're okay with this, they let the victims push the plunger. Like the you know how in Bugs Bunny when like Wiley e. Coyote blows a building up and he pushes the little Acme plunger and whatever and it usually gets stuck and then he walks in the building and it collapses on him. Um, they let the victims if they're okay with it and they don't even have to be exposed on TV. They can just like have the plunger in a room where they don't get you know any fanfare and they are the ones that get to the plunge the dynamite. And I know people are, you know, maybe laughing at this and going, boy, Ryan, that sounds really extreme. Um, I think sexually exploiting children is extreme. I think it's the most extreme and disgusting thing you can do as a human on this earth. There's a whole layer, a circle ring of hell for, for these people. And, and I just personally, again, just some guy with a podcast. I personally believe that we should send them there early because it is so disgusting what people like Josh fucking Dughead Dugger, uh, we should be Duggering him underground right now. That's what I think. Fucking nice name pun. Um, fuck that guy. He is a, a monster, and I I wish nothing but horrific things for him. Um, I said it better myself. I and so you that know that is my what? loser of the week. <laughs> that yeah, and, and I just can't believe that. Um, I just can't believe that people like him are you know at least at one time considered a celebrity. It, it, it even in like some small grotesque way, you know, because he's just one of a thousand kids that this family decided to have. Selfish. Um, it, it's just absolutely mind numbing to me that that this guy was walking around and now, you know, uh, to the shock of no one has been found criminally or, well, you know, he, uh, fuck it. He's a million percent guilty uh, of just heinous crimes against kids. And I'm just, I'm sorry. Like you just don't get a second shot there. you like, you don't get to walk back from that. Just uh, punch your time card out on earth here and 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 get to the open waiting arms of the devil himself and and let him raise you down there and see how you like it. Um, That is my message to him and all like him. Thank you. I feel like I was more heated about your loser than than you were. I'm sorry I took over your thing. (laughs) It's it's fine. You said all the right things. So. Yeah, but it was selfish of me to do that. And so why, how about this? I'm going to give you my loser and you, because it's, it's so much less important and you go on a rant. How about that? What if I don't and, know you And you know what? You, you might, what did you say? That you think I'm a loser? No. <laughs> I, said, what if, I said, what if I don't know you're a loser? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> I thought you said, well, what if I think you're a loser? <laughs> no, I didn't I like, say that. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I am. Um, okay. So here. And you know what? You might actually be able to, you know, offer a rant on this because, again, we're talking about body positivity and all this shit. I think this is so over the top. Kate made me aware of this, and I didn't believe it was a real thing. So I went online, which is such a mistake. And I and it's a real thing that people are doing now. Um mostly girls my biggest loser is people 
that are getting freckles tattooed on them. Oh my god, so many layers to this. Okay. Um why first of all? Yes, like first- if you're going to if you're going to get a tattoo, get a fucking real one, guys. Don't get a tattoo because you think freckles are fun to have. Uh, yeah, not that they're I not. Think I have big, them. But... Big, big mistake because right now, freckles are a fashion trend. Go people off, are, girl. People are doing it with makeup and stuff, giving themselves freckles like fake, like Tanner like, and Henna and stuff because that's in style right now for some reason. It wasn't always and it definitely won't be forever. And now you're tattooing your face with this, like, what it is, is a fashion trend. I mean, that (laughs) you're making a mistake, sweeties. Um, Just use makeup or use henna or use self-tanner. There's a lot of ways to get temporary freckles because it's only a temporary fad. I can't believe how dumb this is. Like, when I got, I have... I have a tattoo. I'm going to get another one. They're they're meaningful to me, though. And hey, guys, at the end of the day, right, our motto, you do you, you, you do what makes you happy. But I mean, you know, all those old, you know, mm-hmm. myths that your, you know, your parents or grandparents told you don't get tattoos, you'll regret them or whatever and whatever. Well, not if they're meaningful and they're actually like a, you know, representative of something. What the fuck are you going to tell your grandkids that you're washed up, weirdly warped as you get older freckle represents? Mm-hmm. You're and it's insecure. just so interesting, like, like, like girls were like growing up trying to hide their natural freckles uh, like as best they can because they don't want anyone to see that they have freckles. And now and now it's in style. So now people are permanently changing their bodies. And it's like, I, yeah, I, like do what I you want. It's, so it's your body. And like you're allowed to look how you look. But like that's such a big commitment to something that you want to look like now. You don't know if you're going to want to look like that in the future if you had the option, you know. Let's dig in. Also. And all it means is that you need to wear more sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and he- here's the other thing, right? Aside from all of just the silliness of it, because, you know, it's the old thing of like, you know, tattoos. The only people that used to have tattoos were like dudes in biker gangs and guys in the Navy. They got like the fucking anchor thing. And, you know, you'd be over at grandpa's house and he'd have, you know, a sleeveless shirt on. And you'd wonder what's that droopy looking anchor thing that now looks like a snake on grandpa's arm. And he'd explain to you, yeah, I was in the Navy and I got a droopy anchor. And now that I'm old and my skin's falling off, it looks like a droopy snake. And so that was the things that you'd get told as a kid at least that I got told about why you don't, you shouldn't get tattoos. Now you're going to get like, say you get a tattoo right here, like the Cindy Crawford beauty mark thing or whatever the fuck. And like, as you get older and that starts sagging around, you're just going to have an inky blotch stretching across your face. Like that's what you want. And like freckles, like, like they do make you look unique and and beautiful. And you're already unique. Yeah. You already That's look the thing. like, like you. people look different. So Fuck. you're allowed to look like you. That's a that's a good way of putting it. So you don't have to change your appearance like that to look like someone else. But let's dig in also to the financial side of this, which I I, I strongly believe needs addressing as well. Um you have tattoos, correct? Am I okay in asking that? Like you, I do you not have, have tattoos. tattoos. You don't have any. I am you were... afraid of needles. Oh, you're afraid and of needles. Pain. I thought I thought you'd. T- 
Nice. I thought that you had said at one point you were considering getting one. Um, I am. I'm, I've been considered. I, my first okay. tattoo will be a matching tattoo with my best friend. But um, very good. Okay. I want to be there when it happens. I want to be there when it happens and and I'll get I'll get a tattoo that day as well and get the opposite of whatever you get. So if you and your best friend get dolphins, I'm going to get a fucking hammerhead shark. How about that? Okay. Well, you're kind of stepping on our toes here. I'm um, only kidding. I, I'm not, I'm not you can fucking come for doing the next that. tattoo, maybe. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I don't want to attend. But um, not that I don't like you and uh, not that I don't, you know, want to support your decision on the tattoo or anything. I, I love mine and I'm going to love the next one, too. But here's the thing, guys, and many of you listening have tattoos or you're considering getting them. You've done some research. Most tattoo shops... And, and if they're not doing this now, they're all going to definitely be doing it following all this COVID shit to, to try and help their business if they even are able to survive. Most tattoo shops have a minimum payment that you have to pay to get any work done. Some shops, if, they ha if you have like a new artist or a junior artist, they'll have no minimum payment, but you still pay you know, by the hour or by the amount of ink used, that sort of thing. Lots of shops have different pricing uh, ranges. And if if you have tattoos like myself or or you're doing research into getting one, you, you know this, everybody does things differently. But, but generally, a lot of shops have a bare minimum that you have to pay to get anything done. Sometimes it's like, 80 bucks sometimes it's like a hundred bucks and and if that's the case and you go in and all you want is a freckle on your face you're gonna pay a hundred dollars and that's all you're gonna get is is a I, freckle i that's feel so like the insignificant type of people dumb. who would be getting freckles tattooed on their face are the same kind of people who would just get their friend who um has no experience with it to just do stick and poke on their face even worse than even <laughs> even worse. It's like I feel like that's a connection I can make, which again is no judgment to anyone. <laughs> well, but, but like, but, that, but that's even worse than because you're already mm -hmm. making a stupid decision. In my opinion, again, do what you want. But if if one of my if you came on the podcast next week, much like I did two weeks ago with my mustache, which we all laughed at. And and we all agreed was a poor design choice for my face. And now it's gone. If you came on the podcast next week and had a tattoo freckled just here under your nose above your lip, I would laugh endlessly at you. Now, again, some people might think that's mean. And hey, look how you want and do whatever you want. I could not help myself. I would piss my pants without the help of coffee laughing at you. That is so stupid. Um, guys, don't get God almighty. Can anybody just be okay with how they look like, Oh my God, a freckle. I mean, even multiple freckles. Like what the fuck are we doing guys? Just get tattooed. Like, can we go back? To, like what happened to like getting like butterflies and shit on your shoulder or like hummingbirds or fucking Japanese letters that you don't even know the meaning of, you know? Oh, it means friendship. Like do that. Uh, all of that is just so much better than than you get a clown get it on your leg i don't care anything other than a freckle please guys oh my god 
be responsible. It's irresponsible uh, of your with your money too. If you're going to invest time into traveling to a shop, researching a shop, I don't know how far people getting freckles are doing this, but going to do it, paying a minimum, let's say, like you would at most shops to get a freckle. I'm sorry, guys. Like I just, I can't, I can't get on the freckle boat. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Natural freckles, absolutely. And I, for one, am one of the people that I think freckles are cute. I, I don't, I don't care. If you mm-hmm. have freckles, like ripping. natural freckles look a lot different than fake freckles. And it's hard to make fake freckles look cute, but it's very easy to look cute yeah. in your natural freckles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So don't do that. And anybody doing that, you're my biggest loser of the week. I'm sorry. Look how you want, but you're a loser this week. <laughs> uh, okay. What, what now? What do we do now? Why do you do? do you do here we go i'll kick it off this time and again i'd love for your rant here because i feel like you might have a differing opinion than me because again this is a thing this is a thing that i generally and maybe maybe if you feel strongly in the opposite direction of me you can help explain to me why people do this um again guys look how you want dress how you want i really don't give a shit but i'm i'm saying this coming from a place of concern for your health everyone doing this why are girls or or you know people that like to cross dress or or trans people whatever any people why are people wearing the most uncomfortable fucking footwear I've ever seen. Can we put an end to this? Like guys, I saw this all stems from a video I saw. And again, like good for this guy. I don't give a shit. There's uh, there's this engineer in Germany. He's like 66 or something. And he's like a fit looking dude or whatever. He's a heterosexual male um, has a wife and kids. But he wears uh, like a a business top. He's got like a male like suit and tie on on top. But he wears a skirt and high heels to work because that's what he likes to wear. And he says it's more comfortable than wearing pants. And so he chooses to wear skirts and high heels. And I'm like, yeah, good for that guy. I don't give a shit. Wear whatever you want. But the feet thing, man, this guy was wearing these shoes that look like, there's no way it's good for your feet, guys. Uh, like, explain this to me, because I remember a few years ago, there was a big petition, and I'm pretty sure, like, it went through, where um, wait staff, I believe this was in BC, like, petitioned um, to, to make it illegal to force waitresses to wear high heels in, like, really like upscale snooty restaurants and like it went through and like i was like yeah absolutely like no one should be forced to wear the shoes Mm -hmm. if you like wearing them i mean all right 
it's just it looks so uncomfortable and like your foot is all funky like it's a, yeah. like okay, a well, 75 I'll, degree angle the bottom line of high heels and why they exist in women's fashion yeah it was developed by men to make women appear more attractive to them and give their butts a bit of a boost um they don't care about comfort oh so i hate it even more yeah I hate it's, it it's even because, more yeah it, it was it was brought into the world because it was a man's design to to accentuate the women's buttocks. I hate sure. it. Um, I hate it. But some women like to wear them because they like they feel more confident in them, more feminine. Like okay, and, and like they yeah. But I I, I feel like a dick. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like <laughs> you didn't know though, so I'm, I'm explaining to you why though. it's. It, like, yeah, it, it's very uncomfortable. Um, that's my thing. I'm like, guys, just wear and Converse and be they comfortable. They don't make shoes that are like they don't make formal shoes that are also comfortable. Like if I was gonna wear like a nice dress, the I only like the only pairs. options would be a pair of like strappy high heels or like 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 frilly sandals with absolutely no like arch support. Like but, there's no like good shoe like a like a men's dress shoes like that you can have like inserts and like make them comfortable. There's yeah, no comfortable I, formal shoe for a woman well, that that's I found garbage. I yeah. I hate that. Somebody's got to if it doesn't exist, which like it yeah. might. Um, someone's got to f- fix that because like yeah, and like, and like also the most like comfortable one I think would be a pair of flats. And that, you know, okay. plus there's absolutely no like arch support. Like your foot is flat on the ground. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. not anything. I mean, I, I remember roaming around with no socks on and like Vans slip ons and like just doing horrible damage to my feet for years. Uh, and also just sweating through them too. It's gross. Um, just pe- like so much foot pudding and just being like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Um, I guess more my thing than like if you wear them, if you want to wear them, uh, of course, outside of being forced to wear them in a workplace, like your restaurant manager's like, all the girls have to wear high heels. They they used to make that uh, flight attendants wear wear heels, but I don't think that anymore. I, I, yeah, you're right. I I think they got rid of that too, which, like, again, (laughs) fine. And, And, and because also, uh, and I mean, back in the day, like you watch like movies about, you know, wartime and whatever. And like nurses are running around in high heels. I'm like, nurse guys, like what were we thinking? And like, yeah, to ever, whoever the idiot was that designed them specifically to like make women appear more attractive. Like, guys, if you need a shoe <laughs> to enhance how a woman yeah. looks to you. Then maybe I- you just don't like women. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're that's... gay, which is great, but, yeah, but stop that's, torturing that's really women the only, for it. Like the only time a guy has a strong opinion about what a woman's wearing, I think, is because they're deep down repressing their true feelings. Because no man should have to work that hard to find a girl attractive. Not at all. If, if they're attracted agree. to women, and I guess that's more where I'm coming from with my "Why do you do?" is like why, why. It's not so much that like, cause again, do you guys, and if, if wearing high heels at these ridiculous looks like foot breaking angles makes you like more confident and sure of yourself, rip it fucking a right. 
But I guess my whole issue more is like why and how it became so normalized. And you've explained it to me. And now I hate it even more. Like, why was that a thing? Because, again, like, here's another thing, right, too. Why would you be at a restaurant? Like, let's say it's, I don't know, 1970, whatever. And you're at a restaurant, pretty nice steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And everything about the steakhouse and your experience so far has ripped. The food rips, the wine rips, the people you're there with rip, maybe. Um, and then halfway through your meal, as the waitress comes by for the third time with food in your mouth and asks you how everything is, she walks away and you notice she's not wearing high heels. Would you get up and leave? Like, it, because if that's the case, like, what the fuck? Order in then, John, and have pizza. Like, if I... you can't be in a steakhouse <laughs> and not see people fucking in, a, in high heels, like, what are we doing? I can honestly I say that I've never once noticed my server's footwear. I never look down, you know? I'm looking at my food. <laughs> I'm I looking can't... at the people across from me. I'm not looking at anyone's feet because that's weird. Yeah, I don't want to look at people's feet. I don't give a shit about your feet. Um, there's that whole thing, that study that says, like, the first thing people notices your feet and maybe subconsciously that's true but like i don't i don't give a shit what's on your feet like if i meet somebody and they're an awesome person and they're barefoot and they look like they have you know frodo feet that are all hairy like hobbits from uh from lord of the rings what the fuck do i care if they have hobbit feet if they're an awesome person and they're good at their job in a situation like say serving me food at a restaurant i don't give a shit What's on your feet? Like maybe if you're in a restaurant and the person was barefoot with hobbit feet, you'd have a like a yeah. slight concern. But if the person's hobbit feet were wrapped up in like a pair of Converse or whatever other shoe m- makes you comfortable, why is was that ever a, a problem? I think I the know. moral of the story here is men are shitty, and um, and I'm trying to change, guys. <laughs> I re- it's not my fault. I didn't design the goddamn shoe. I don't care what your shoe... Like, I look at them and I just go, why... I hope no one feels it's necessary to put them on their feet to give people an impression of, of I don't know, professionalism or business-like acumen. Because... It like there's another aspect of it too, right? Is like, and you could probably chime in on this way better than I could, but it kind of ties into what Taylor Swift said about female artists having to feel like they have to look a certain way and do this and that to their image to stay relevant. So maybe maybe you can chime in here. If like if you if there's a whole thing where I I feel like women feel pressure to to show up at like something like a job interview and look a certain way and wear for instance these shoes if if you're an executive of a company or anything and you interview a woman and you don't hire her because she fucking wore converse but was a rip-roaring candidate i hope your company burns down i Mm -hmm. really do i hope it burns to the ground uh, uh, with Josh Duggar in it. I really do. I hope it burns to the ground. Like, because, because if, 
if the make or break point for you on a person being qualified to do a job for you is what they wore on their shoes within reason, of course, like again, yeah, you, you don't walk into a job interview with Hobbit feet out with, you know, ferns growing out of them, but like, <laughs> it, oh, I don't care. If a woman, if I ran a Fortune 500 company and you showed up for an interview in work boots and you fit every bill, I would hire you. I would not give a shit. See, see, guys, I'm progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I can make, I I would go for a nice um, like ankle boot. Um, What's that? Like a like a boot, but it just like stops at your ankle. I. Oh my god. That's the stupidest fucking question I've ever asked. Like yeah, it's, it's pretty just... self-explanatory in the name what it is, Ryan. Oh my god. I'm going to fire myself from hosting this show. Yeah, I would wear an ankle boot. What's that? Oh yeah, it goes up to your waist. Like come on, dude. Oh my god. I've got to figure my shit out. That's so fucking embarrassing, guys. I'm sorry, man. Oh my god. What a loser, eh? Like, <laughs> what's an ankle boot? Like, come on. I feel, I feel like I answered it in a little bit of a snooty tone. <laughs> you should have, though. That was the stupidest thing I've ever asked on this podcast. I was just podcast. a little confused. I was like, oh well, I don't know. Fucking God. Explain That's it. Um, so stupid. You know what a boot is. It's, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just not as tall. Um, or oh I would wear God. a taller boot up to, to like my, oh my calf or something. I, I would go for a boot if I can. Um, I don't have a lot of, I, I have like a pair of high heels that like I could wear, but like it, they're like formal heels. So like, I couldn't, I wouldn't wear that to a job interview. Um, right. I don't know. My, my last interview was in the winter time. So I was able to wear a nice pair of boots. <laughs> so that worked out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And, and again, like, I feel like at least in ages past, that I feel like, and and I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, and I mean, I don't expect a clear answer. You weren't alive in 1960. But I feel like back then and for many years, women probably felt pressure to wear these fucking high heels to job interviews in the winter. Like, I bet you yeah. women had to show up, People take their do, boots off when sure. they got in, and, and like put on these uncomfortable shoes for I've 10 minutes to talk to. I've worn heels in the snow. It's... That's outrageous. Wearing heels just as is is a bit of a is a bit of a trick, but yeah, snow. Every time I see a girl walking, and uh, you know, I I saw a lot more of of people, it, you know, in my college years when you would be cruising downtown, bar hopping. Every single time I saw a drunk girl clip her heel on the side of the sidewalk or step Never into a little. Never wear heels I, when you're if you're gonna get drunk at the club. Every Never. single time <laughs> I saw girls' ankles go kick, kick, I it broke my heart a little bit. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast because we took a long hiatus and we broke everyone's hearts, and I'm sorry, but we're back. Um, I don't know if I've told this story, but one time me and my friend Dave, who's texting me right now, um, we were at a club, and it's one of my the club's one of my least favorite places I've ever been. Um, and I was in Nam. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we were this club, which has been closed down like seven times and reopened under 80 names. 
the dance floor there had these like um platforms in the middle of the dance floor there was like four of them and they were like big i don't know five by five squares and people would like climb up on them and dance and shit we're up there joking around because i'm not dance at the club guy i'm (laughs) i'm not fleet of foot i don't have moves i have the insecure white guy shoulder shuffle that's this is my move and and so we're up on the thing and uh, we were like doing it to be goofs, right? And a very, you know, nice, and she turned out to be a, a, a nice person. This very attractive young lady hauls herself up on the on the box and and starts dancing with us. And like we were laughing and you know, like, oh, this is funny or whatever. She I notice that she's got like I would describe them as aggressively high heels on. Like, I don't know, three, four inch. Like, they looked uncomfortable. And she's kind of shuffling around with us doing her thing, right? She goes, um, she says something to my friend Dave. She goes to get down. I would assume to get another drink. People kind of move for her, And instead of, she had like a, a pretty short skirt on. And it was rather tight. And it was like, you know, above her knees. So I could understand, I guess, her mentality being a little drunk of not wanting to like bend down to lower herself off the platform, right? Because the shirt, the shirt, the skirt was, you know, she was scantily clad. I'll say that as respectful as I could be. So instead of doing that, (laughs) these boxes are like three feet off the ground. She just pencil dove (laughs) off of it. And I just remember, you're like trying to flirt with a guy. You're like you're like trying to flirt with a guy at the club. Oh, and then your move god. is to exit. Oh my god, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen, and I felt so bad. But so she, as you can imagine, she just straight stance pencil dives, <laughs> so thinking, <scared>. thinking <laughs> it's not that far. She drops. Her her heels on her shoes, the Peggy part, snap. They Fuck. they just give way. Yeah. So now she's got no shoes. So they just snap. She of course falls backwards on her ass. And it was incredible to see all the like button up shirt douchebag college guys that came running to help her up. And uh, so she gets up and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. So like you know she got some drinks and of course my friend my friend Dave who was you know, pretty inebriated at the time was like lying to people saying he was a doctor. What an idiot. And, um, so they ended up hanging out or whatever, but like, I just remember being like (laughs) later in the night going to her, Hey, don't your feet hurt? And she's like, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of, and she lifts her leg up and I swear to God, her, her ankles were as purple as grimace. Uh. It, they looked like the McDonald's character. She looked like, oh God, I just felt so bad for it. She, this poor lass just bravely penciled over. And, uh, oh, she took one for the team that night, didn't she? But uh, now I do have and to I um, quickly that. ask on a bit of a side note. Yeah. Um, was your friend lying t- to her about being a doctor uh, to try to get her into bed? Oh, I don't know. I can't answer that. Nobody knows what Dave was thinking. Um, well, I, I mean, would. Ass- it's I would important assume to hold so. your friends accountable um, about 
lying to women to get I them into bed as a form of assault. Let's be honest. Is it okay? To an extent, um, I would I would say hold your male friends accountable. You shouldn't be lying to someone to get them into bed. I I agree. It's <laughs> I agree. The practice is insidious to a degree. But let's not pretend that the other sex doesn't do this too. Like everyone's, I was lied to by plenty of girls to try and get me to go home with them. Cause believe it or not, guys, at one point I didn't have a bowling ball gut and looked pretty okay. I was a handsome gentleman. Well, when no, I was 21. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, no one should lie. That applies to any gender you yes. may identify as. Yes. Uh, lying and saying that you're Bill Gates uh, to get girls or guys to go home with you is is not cool. So I can't speak for Dave, right? I'm pretty, but I, you know what? I will speak for Dave because later in the night, he told her that he was joking. He was like, I'm clearly not a doctor. Like it was a joke. I think he said it to her after she came back up on the box because God bless this young lady, man. She pencil dives, <laughs> breaks her she did she have any friends with her? Was she alone? Alone? No, no. She yeah, she had a couple friends with her. We we chatted with them. Um, and we all got up. We all got poutine after. Uh, because there was there's a great smokes poutine nearby. Uh, but I, I remember she came back because again, God bless her. She pencil dives, breaks her shoe ankles, and then got back up and was dancing more with us on on the box. And uh, Dave like jokingly was like. You know, I could look at your ankle. I'm a doctor. And she was just like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, I'm serious. And then later he was like, I'm obviously not a doctor. And <laughs> and no disrespect to my friend Dave, but you could just look at him and go, you're not a doctor. Dude. <laughs> so Dave wasn't doing anything sinister. Okay. All right. So anyway. I trust you. The, so that's, um, that's why do you do? I lost my train of thought for a second there, guys. The, the, the Windows I IBM. Shut, I shut off for me. That's not why do you do because I never got mine in. Sorry. Oh my God. I'm so selfish. I'm so selfish, guys. <laughs> I need a lot of like skills training and help to like be a better person after today. I'm so selfish. What is yours? Okay. Oh um, I was just going to sum it up um, for you using my own words, but I actually found this article about it. So I'm going to read the first sentence of the article. Um, okay. A man known as the Sperminator has fathered okay. 77 children, donating his sperm to dozens of women who want a child of their own. Um, yeah, so there's this guy, um, Ari. Can I ask Angel? really quick? I don't know how to say his name. Go ahead. Can I ask quickly, and I'm unbelievably sorry to interrupt after all my ranting and trying to end the segment before you got to go. <laughs> um, can I ask quickly? Did he give himself the nickname? Um, I, I don't know. Please, God, tell me that the staff at the sperm bank gave him this nickname. There's no sperm bank. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, so women ask him directly and he gives it to them for free. Here's the kicker. Now, oh. nowadays, he um, fills his a, a cup with his specimen but in his early days of um, letting these women have a baby using his sperm free of charge was um, uh, by having um, intercourse with them. So he, so like so they he was literally so fathering these children instead of just donating the sperm. But now, now he just comes in a cup and gives it to a lady who wants 
<laughs> I don't know how she puts it in after Let's, that. Okay, let's just stop right there. <laughs> because first of all, a couple things. This is so ridiculous. To hearing you say comes in a cup is the funniest thing I've ever heard you say. And also, um, this is... I'm torn here a little bit, I guess, because if it's a thing of like... Well, I need more background information yeah, here. Yeah, I'm Why have so many people you, you wanted his... Talk. Okay, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so, okay. No, my mom was watching Dr. Oz the other day, and that's how I came across this. He was a guest on Dr. Oz. Oh, my God. And, uh, Great. So it's definitely credible then. <laughs> well, like, he has done this. I mean, it, this is... Well, I'm, I'm reading the kidding. article just right Dr. now. Oz, Dr. Oz is a liar. But yeah, he's he's crazy himself, but this guy has yeah. So, um, okay, yeah, I don't know. Okay, the backstory, I don't know. He just is this guy who um thinks it's it's nice to be able to be the one to let these women have family, but like the there's a big issue. There's 77 kids running around America here, um, pretty like not everywhere, obviously, because they must be able to know this guy. So like they're all in the same general like vicinity i've got to say and like people are upset like what if these kids like grow up one day not knowing who their father is uh, that they share a father and they have accidental half sibling incest babies that's <laughs> what okay. some people are worried about <laughs> which is a little a little out there but i mean i guess but what bothered me a lot watching um him talk on dr oz was saying that he's the father of these children being a sperm donor is not the same as being a father. That's absolutely true. And it true. really right. bugged me because I, like, I don't think he has any parental right over these children if he's just no. supplying no. the sperm to make the baby. Like, it's the mother's child, and like yeah, you did some, the bare minimum. Yeah, he did the bare minimum. He did the, he and he's saying did the like bare like my seventy-seven children. Oh, and, and, and it's I like they're it. not like. You have no, like, you should have no legal right to these children if they're, like, it, it's like, why, and, like, why do you, why do you think that you're such hot stuff where everyone wants want, your sperm? Does he want legal, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know counsel to the kids? Because if he wants legal. Of his own, anyway. Okay. Because so. if you if he's like sitting there claiming that he wants like I, I don't know what the term is legal counsel or whatever you want to say over these kids, then fucking pay child support for all seventy seven of them. That's what I'm saying. Guy. Yeah. But if yeah. it's a thing where like he's just saying it, it as like a flippant statement, not really understanding, you know, the weight of what he's saying, then okay, I fine. Like like if he's actually legitimately not looking to like be the uh, claim he's the father figure of these children then fine but if he if if he is then pay child support for all 77 yeah it's so weird it's weird why why i have to know though and like you can tell me i guess um you know because you've seen this guy like is he some sort of like glowing physical brad pitt specimen like why do all these women want sperm from him is he a genius is he a real doctor not like my friend dave is he like a, a superhuman is he captain america like why do they all um, want sperm from it doesn't him? i i don't think it says here in this article that i'm reading but if i remember correctly from the show 
He is like a math professor. So like okay. he's not stupid and he's not ugly. He's 40 okay. he's 44. Um yeah. but like that's fine men produce sperm new all their lives so it's not like you're getting any old yeah, old boys yeah, or anything. Much. So yeah. like it's fine. Like yeah, his genes will carry on. Um Yeah, yeah. He he aged fine. Like he but I just think it's a bit excessive. Um yeah. I think I... if you like want like and and of course, of course donating anything to help someone start a family is fantastic and people should do it but yeah oh, I, for sure like, i don't i don't know you have to think you're god's greatest gift to think that everyone's gonna want your sperm <laughs> you know? yeah and and i get like, like he's not charging these people and it's like a stupid amount of money to um try to conceive a child um like through like medical help so like and i get a lot of people want to have a kid and they can't do that Especially in the United States, yeah, it's but very, it's also it's very he um, to... he he didn't he didn't um screen a, these women like he like he didn't like ask questions or like fi- so like he found out later that he let like homeless women like get pregnant with his sperm and stuff, which like really is, okay as a little unethical. I think I think it's wrong to try to have a baby if you're not able to provide it a. Home life, you know, <laughs> intentionally, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, that, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that should be like he he needs a better screening process, like, and like, why does he get to like decide who does and doesn't have a baby again? Like, I think I I just don't yeah. think it's very safe. I and like, there's no medical testing. We don't know if there's anything wrong with him. Like, at least if you get it through a registered like sperm bank, you know what you're getting is good enough. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I agree. You've you've actually brought forward, like, um, and props to you for running down basically every issue I have. Um, <laughs> and as you should, because I rant and never shut up all the time. So I'm glad you did that. Um, uh, you're a more valuable part of this show than I am anyway. So uh, I, I really, um, I... I don't have much more to add. I really agree. Cause yeah, like I, I'm, I'm very on board with, um, helping people who are going to be responsible parents and adults who maybe can't have a family, uh, on their own or, or in the traditional means, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, physically, have a, a kid i think that's fantastic um two of kate's uh best friends uh that are a lesbian couple uh just did this mm-hmm. uh, but they went through the whole like you yeah. know, thing the whole screening process mm-hmm. they paid for the in vitro stuff and all that and this guy you know the, this donor they researched a bunch of people and their medical history and yada 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 and and i'll say this like i i've never been like a huge proponent necessarily maybe my mind changes someday um and you know this uh, of having kids of my own but if a friend of mine um that i that i was really close with wanted to have a family and for some reason wanted my genes um in an emergency call-up situation and someone (laughs) and and one of my friends uh or or whatever asked me uh to to provide that uh, I would absolutely do it. I wouldn't do it for a random stranger because, yeah, there's a whole like a uh, lot of layers of moral stuff there. Because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, what if you're giving it to some woman who's, 
you know, a horrible drug addict. And it's, it's yeah. obviously like you, really wouldn't you want to know kid. that someone, yeah. Like who, yeah. who you helped bring into this world is going to grow up in a happy, healthy home. Like that's a pretty important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there. Like I, I, you know, I, I respect his <laughs> vigilante jizzin, uh to try and help women maybe, you know, avoid some of the costs that are very astronomical, especially in the States with processes like this. But I think that if you're going to do that in a vigilante way, handing cups over to people, um, you should at the same time you know, have a bit of a, like you said, a screening process because it's, it's like, you know, it's like the whole Robin hood, um, dichotomy, right? You steal from the rich, give to the poor. Well, you know, I'm sure Robin hood felt a lot better giving money to the poor who weren't pieces of shit. Like I'm sure Robin hood and Friar tuck and all the, I don't know who the other characters are made Marion. Um, I'm sure that when they were giving money to the poor, probably didn't want to give it to like the poor guy in the alley that killed people at the bar on Friday night. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> honor among thieves here and all that guy, but maybe, yeah, if, if you're going to go about doing something in a vigilante fashion, maybe make sure at least that you're doing, I don't know, bit of homework right because because mm -hmm. yeah again I, I don't think that a random woman that i don't know could sit down with me for even a whole day and convince me to just give her my sperm like i, I don't there's got to be some history here you know like I, I i gotta know a little bit and and be somewhat secure in knowing that you're not a piece of shit but i don't know i that was a great one man you in both of these segments, you had a much more impactful thing to talk about than <laughs> I did. I feel like I brought nothing to the table today. Hey, how come girls wear uncomfortable ankle boots? What's an ankle boot? And uh, freckles? Like, <laughs> and you're like, you've got these like very like high drama life situations, and I'm like, ankle boots? Maybe I'm just... What's that? <laughs> I'm just consuming too much. <laughs> TLC gossipy news. <laughs> and see, and see, I don't have cable because I refuse to pay for it. So there you go. Um, there's the difference. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? <laughs> no, we can move right into reviews. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do reviews. I am the decider of us three. I decide. Let the decider decide. I am not the suggester. I'm not having a good time with this game. Okay, guys. Here we are. It's review time. Um, uh, again, I'll let you go first. Is is there anything, uh, you know, spicy or non-sparkling water related that you'd like to review <laughs> this week? Not sparkling water, but I am in the realm of drinks because I haven't been able... Ooh. I've been a little busy this week. I rearranged my room. Um, that took a couple days. I, was, I purged, like, my closet and my dresser. I got rid of a whole bunch of crap in there, rearranged the room. So I didn't have a lot of time to um, really consume any new TV shows or movies. But um, to to my surprise, uh, Tim Hortons has come out with a new drink, uh, their cold brew. Um, now, obviously, I'm, I'm in small town Ontario. The closest Starbucks to me is an hour's drive. 
um, and we're in lockdown, stay at home. So I'm not going to do that just to get, you know, a decent drink. So I figured, yeah, I'll try the, the cold brew. They have a vanilla cream cold brew. And the very first one I got was amazing. This like super smooth coffee, like like really yummy, like perfect amount of vanilla and everything. It was the perfect drink. I was so excited that I found my new summer drink so I like could retire like because the iced coffee as you know it's important it's a bit hit and miss um it's either really good or really bad sometimes it's in between usually it's not that great of a pleasure to drink and an ice cap again is always good but it's expensive um so I figured the cold brew it's cheaper it's fewer calories it's gonna be a good summer drink yes but so the second time I got it it was like, oh, this isn't as good as the first time I got it. It was like way too much cream this time. And then the third time I got it, it's like, oh, my God, there's no vanilla in this. It's totally flavorless. So, like, I had one. Uh, I've gotten three. So one out of three, a 33.33 repeating chance that it's going to be good, I guess. Um, so I, I, like, when it was good, it was delicious. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. But the fact that it's, again, so inconsistent. And I was so excited. I thought that finally it's going to be a consistent, like, cold coffee option for the summer. But it's not consistent at all. They're always messing it up. I don't know why they can't make it the same multiple times because it's just the, sa- it's the same drink. There's a recipe. There's the same amount of stuff. I don't understand why they can never make it the same. So I guess my, my, my review is that um, it's good, but it's also risky. There you have it. And once once again, Tim Hortons will never sponsor this podcast, but that's okay. Uh, we don't need you. Uh, World Tour 2022 will still happen. Uh, yeah, is is this the first time they've ever done a cold brew thing? Like, yeah, like they have iced I... coffee, but um, it's different. Oh, than well, where that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you brew, walk me? Yeah. Walk me through the difference. Like, what is actually the difference? I don't know. See, that's a very good question because I've never made it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've only bought it. But all I can imagine is that you know, iced coffee is hot coffee that they you know pour over ice. They put it in the fridge and they make it cold. But cold brew, you know, it's it's brewed cold. It's already cold to begin with. It's been through that process and it doesn't need any like changing and it's not going to get watered down if you like pour hot coffee over ice. Um, so it, and it, it's just, it's, I don't know what they do to it, but it's a lot smoother and better tasting if it's done properly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm right on, uh, I'm right on, uh, on board with you there. I'm probably not going to drink it. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it just simply to, confirm your review mm-hmm. um, like if you get a good one it's delicious and it's like it'll make your whole day better right but, but you're saying not good that it's, oh, yeah in your experience it can be rough because i'll be honest i've had a couple iced coffees as well where i'm like mm-hmm. hmm this is off off yeah like awful <laughs> sometimes yeah. sometimes i i'll take a sip of it and then i'll dump it because like i can't drink it I've done the same thing a couple times. But then sometimes I drink it in like five seconds because it's like perfectly made. So it's absolutely just, yeah, it's a little much, you know, it's um, Mm -hmm. anyway. um, Okay. So really quick, I, I will review and and you'll remember we referenced this earlier, but I wanted to save it and it ties back to our girl, Billie Eilish ripping the cover of Vogue. 
Um, uh, if you care what she wears, stop listening. Then you're not a fan. You're mm-hmm. just a virtue sigla- signaling tool. I can't talk anymore, guys. Um, okay, her new songs. Now, everybody, you know, everybody uh, is well aware of her her songwriting prowess and her brother, who, in my opinion, doesn't get enough love, Phineas is an incredible producer, incredible songwriter. They wrote like a number one Grammy and multi-award winning album literally in a closet in their childhood home. It is incredible what they were able to do. Um, And now a bunch of her new shit's coming out and it's just, uh, well, it's the exact opposite of shit, isn't it? It's fan-fucking-tastic. It's so, so good. Her new album's coming out. I think the full album is coming out, I think she said in June. Uh, maybe July. It doesn't matter. She's put a couple singles out, though. One is called Your Power. What a great, great song. Uh, lyrically, she's a great writer. Um, I can't wait to see how, you know, much like our girl T-Swift, um, how she, you know, matures and, and the different things she's going to start writing about as she gets older. Because remember, yeah, she's only like 19, 20 years old. But uh, for her to be able to, you know, already have this, if if she never wrote another song again, which I mean would be a tragedy to have this as your catalog of songs that you've made is ridiculous. Artists worldwide starve for years to write one good song that people care about. And she's got all these great hits as a teenager. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, My future's also out and therefore I am. I believe that was the first one she put out. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, a while ago. That is an amazing song. Tremendous song. It's it's so, so good. And I'll be be honest, I'm not a huge Billy fan. Like there are some songs that I really like of hers, but I, 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 most of her style isn't like something I, I'd mesh with um, just because I, I like more f- like, you know, fun, upbeat stuff. And she doesn't have a lot of that. Um, yeah. But I, so I haven't I haven't listened to um, her other new singles yet, but I will. I will because I know that they're good and I'm going to want to listen to them and I know I'm going to hear them. But I'm going to be honest. I've been listening to only Taylor Swift like nonstop since like um, Taylor's version of Fearless came out. Right. And um the other day I was driving home um, from getting my tires changed and I was in like the next town. So it was like a 40 minute drive. Um, So on the way there, I listened to Taylor (laughs) and on the way back, I was like, I'm going to shuffle the rest of my music. Give me something fresh, something new to listen to. I don't want to wear out out Swifty too soon. And then just everything I listened to, I was like, this isn't good. This there's no good music. That's not Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh my so, God! I, I feel bad for you. What? Like everything else is like just like it's like you like you eat an amazing steak, you know, like perfectly well cooked, and then and then the next day you have like a burger for lunch, and you're like, I used to like this, but now it it just doesn't hold up. Like I I'd rather just never eat again. So that's where I'm at. So maybe Billy can get me out of that that Taylor funk I'm in. Yeah, it, well, and I'll I'll say this too. Another quick review that I'll toss in if you like upbeat stuff, and I've suggested this to you before, and uh, I know you're not going to listen, but I mean, it, maybe one day if you do, you'll really thank me. Um, my favorite band that I've found over the last number of years is Stand Atlantic. 
They're from Australia. Their lead singer is, uh, her name's Bonnie. She's fantastic. Uh, she's also like a big advocate for LGBTQ uh, rights. She herself is a lesbian and her girlfriend's the lead singer of another band whose name escapes me. Um, they're fantastic. They're like a pop punk band. You know, they're, you know, similar vein of like, similar vein of like Paramore. If you like pop punk, you'll love it. They put out a new single with a, another artist who I believe is Australian uh, called uh, Nothing Nowhere, I believe is is the name he goes by. They have a new single out and it is exploding. It's doing really well for them and I'm fired up uh, called Death Wish. Check out Death Wish. Please, if you just, because uh, I know we have very different tastes in things and that's what makes this show rip. Um, you are you are the goss. I am the sauce. Uh, it, sauce and goss. Welcome. Um <laughs> But you will like the song, and the song's literally two minutes long. Just take two minutes of your life when we hit hang up on this call and listen to Death Wish by Stand Atlantic. Is it on Spotify? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got millions of streams on Spotify already. Um, It's it's blowing up, and they're blowing up, and I'm very happy about that. Check out Stand Atlantic. They'll put you in a good mood. And maybe if you like Death Wish, you'll go and, and like some of their other songs. They are the most upbeat good mood band that i've got in my repertoire right now um i also want to let everybody know quickly before we say goodbye and it's always sad when we have to say goodbye because i know you guys want eight straight hours of saucing and gossing but we just don't have that in us i have to you know i have to pee fiona (laughs) probably has to pee um i i want to make a burger yes so i'll just say this my friend and I are uh, are working on an EP right now. Uh, actually, me and two of my friends, including Papa Quincy, are working on two separate music projects right now. We will be dropping those later this summer, um, probably even before summer officially starts. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely make everybody aware of that. I know some people were asking about it. Uh, it's kind of been put on hold because of super lockdown version three um, and all that. So, uh, and my buddy Rob, who is a, an incredibly talented artist and is one of the people I'm doing one of the projects with, he uh, he has a, a music project that he's done for a while now. He's had multiple releases called Pieces. Um, go check his stuff out. He's got a new single coming out. And when it comes out, um, it's pretty up your alley as well, Fee. Uh, when it comes out, we might have to have Rob on the show for a couple minutes. I know he likes the podcast, uh, and we appreciate you, bro. Uh, and we'll play the song. We'll, we'll, we'll play the song for everybody, and uh, it'll uh, hopefully everybody enjoys that. All right, uh, guys, we love that you listen. We love that you tell people to listen. Keep doing that. This show is, you know, it, it's for us. We do it to stay sane and blow off steam and have some fun, but it's for you guys too, man. And you can interact with us. We tell you how to do that at the end of the show, but we appreciate you guys that listen and and tell people to listen. Any closing thoughts fee? My closing thought is I hate when you put me on spot. (laughs) (laughs) Here I'm just ready to ready to hit my cue and yell out. Yeah. And then you're like, any more thoughts? And it's like, I have one thought, and that is the word out. <laughs> then that's what we'll do. Say say it one more time for the people right, in the back. And- I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Fiona. Out.
All right, guys, you can find this podcast as always on all the best podcast apps, including Spotify, including CastBox, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And oh my God, you can find us on social media too. Fee, where can they do that? They can find us on Facebook at Sauce and Goss, Twitter and Instagram at Sauce and Goss Pod, and please don't forget to email us at sauceandgoss at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, anything you want us to talk about, feel free to email us once again at sauceandgoss at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys listening. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. Goodbye.